Chapter Nine of Dot and Tot of Merryland. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Dot and Tot of Merryland by L. Frank Baum. Chapter Nine: The Third Valley. Soft strains of sweet and soothing music. Fell upon the ears of the children as the boat glided silently through the arch that led into the third valley. Then the jagged rocks surrounding them melted away in the rear, and they passed into a country that lay peaceful and smiling under the pleasant rays of the sun. At first, Dot thought the entire valley was carpeted with soft white plush, but afterwards she found it was a silken moss which grew thickly everywhere. There were a few trees with wide-spreading branches, and upon these grew beautiful flowers that filled the air with delicate perfume. But in most places, the valley, which was shaped like a great cup with gently sloping sides, was open to the warm rays of summer sunshine which flooded it. The entire scene was pretty to look upon, but what made the children's eyes open wide with wonder. Was the sight of hundreds of little naked babies lying about upon the soft moss? They were waving their dimpled arms about, kicking out their chubby feet, or holding their tiny fat thumbs in their mouths, while they cooed and crowed in a very happy and contented way. The breeze that blew gently through the trees made the music Dot and Tot heard, but the strains were soft and low. And seemed like a lullaby to hush the babies to sleep. Some of these little ones were sleeping as the boat drew near, and they looked cozy and comfortable as they lay curled up on the moss. But others were wide awake and full of playfulness, while none of them cried or fretted or seemed a bit cross. The babies were not the only inhabitants of this strange valley, however. Walking among them were several long-legged, solemn-looking storks, pure white in color, with splashes of black upon their wings. They appeared to act as nurses or guardians of the babies, and every now and then would fill a bottle with sweet milk from the fountain and place it beside a baby that acted as if it might be hungry. The fountain stood in about the center of the valley. And sent many sprays of new milk into the air, from whence it fell in graceful curves into a big basin of pure white marble. The nursing bottles were kept on a wide ledge at the edge of the fountain, where they were handy for the storks to use. While Dot and Tot were looking at the strange sights of this valley, which was so different from the others they had seen, their boat drifted close to the shore. And one or two of the storks came down to the river bank and looked at them curiously with their bright eyes. Then one of the big, long-legged birds spoke to them in a voice that was soft and pleasing. "Why did you come to our valley?" it asked. "You are too old to become babies again." "Oh, we're not babies," said Dot earnestly. "We're quite grown up, and we came here because we could not help it." In a few minutes, we will go away again into the next valley. Oh," said the stork. "Very well. Isn't that milk I see in the fountain?" asked the child after a little pause. "Certainly it is," answered the stork. "We feed the babies with it. Could、uh, could I have a drink of it?" asked Dot, 
who was thirsty from eating so much candy. Why, bless the child, of course you can. We have plenty and to spare. Come on shore at once, but be careful not to step on the babies. I want a drink, too, cried Tot, who had been so much astonished to hear a bird speak that he had remained silent until now. You may both drink as much as you wish, replied the stork in a kindly voice. So the children stepped out upon the bank and fastened their boat, that it might not float away without them. Then, taking each other's hands, they followed the stork over the silken moss to the fountain. There were no cups, so Dot and Tot drank from bottles, but they thought it the most delicious milk they had ever tasted. While Dot was drinking, she happened to look up into the sky, and something she saw there made her utter a cry of surprise. A fleecy, flower-like bud was floating, lightly as thistledown, high in the air, and seemed to be slowly dropping into the valley. "'What is that?' asked the girl, wonderingly. "'That?' answered the stork, turning its head sideways so that its round black eye could look at the sky. "'Why, that's a baby blossom, to be sure.' "'And what is a baby blossom?' inquired Dot. "'Wait a moment, and you will see,' replied the stork. Slowly and gently the white object floated downward, and even as Dot and Tot watched it, the fleecy blossom sank upon the moss a few feet from where they stood. Then one white leaf unfolded, and another, and still another, until they saw, lying in the center of the flower, a beautiful baby fast asleep. While the children looked upon this sight, hushed and silent at the wonder of it, the leaves of the blossom faded away and disappeared, while the new baby rolled over and opened wide its big blue eyes. "'It will be hungry after the long journey,' said the old stork, and, filling a bottle at the fountain, the bird carried it in its long bill to the baby and began to feed it, crooning at the same time the following verse. Hushabye lullaby, sweet flower from the sky, glad be thy dreams, for thy life lies before thee. Soon shall thou be at rest, soon fondled and caressed, pressed to the mother's breast, who will adore thee. The baby looked up at the stork, smiled sweetly, and then closed its eyes in sleep, while Tot, who had watched this scene with much interest, asked in a low voice, do all the babies come from the sky? The old stork did not seem to hear him, but another bird who was busy filling nursing bottles at the fountain replied, Certainly they do. I should think it would get crowded, said Practical Dot, for here comes another blossom. Two of them, added Tot, looking up. Indeed. Two more of the baby blossoms were seen floating down from the clear blue sky, and the children watched them until they settled upon the white moss and opened their leaves, setting free two more rosy new-born babies. The stork at the fountain was now singing an odd little song in a soft, cooing voice, and as Dot listened she caught the following words. Coo-oo-oo, coo-oo-oo, 
Babies are born every minute, tis true. Babies are best when they're chubby and new. Most anybody will want one or two. Some people willingly take quite a few. Here comes another, for babies are due to fall when they're fresh and tender and new. Coo-oo-oo, coo-oo-oo. Babies are blossoms that fall like the dew. Just then the older stork, which seemed to be the chief of the nurses, came toward the fountain and said to another of the birds, It is time to take one of the babies into the world. They are coming quite fast today, and we must make room for the new ones. Very well, answered the other. They walked among the babies until they came to one quite big and strong who was lying fast asleep. This baby the stork picked up very tenderly and placed upon the other bird's back, twining its little arms around the long soft neck to which it clung tightly. Then, spreading its great wings, the stork flew into the air, bearing the baby gently, and sailed over the edge of the valley into the world beyond, where it disappeared from view. That is the way we keep our valley from getting crowded, said the old stork. Do you suppose, asked Dot, that I lived here once when I was a baby? Probably, answered the bird. But of course I cannot remember all the babies, especially after they grow big. Oh, of course not, exclaimed the girl. Of course not, said Tot, too many of em. Now, if you will excuse me, I'll feed the two babies who have just arrived, said the motherly old stork. And so the children watched it and the other storks for some time, and admired the gentle way in which they tended the babies, and heard again and again the crooning song, Hushabye lullaby, sweet flower from the sky, which always seemed to have the effect of sending the babies to sleep. Having taken one more drink at the fountain and said good-bye to the kind storks, Dot and Tot returned to their boat. As they pushed it out into the stream, Dot asked a stork that stood watching them, What is in the next valley? Oh, the queen of all Maryland lives there, answered the bird, for that is the fourth valley and lies in the center of the seven. Then, with a feeling of awe at their approach to the queen, who ruled this wonderful land, the children turned their eyes anxiously toward the fourth archway. But as the boat drifted through its entrance, Tot looked back into the valley they were leaving, and noticed another baby blossom floating down from the sky, while the voice of a stork sang softly, Coo-oo-oo, coo-oo-oo, babies are born every minute, tis true. End of chapter 9